0: From our WFUV studios in the Bronx, New York, it's the Pick and pot. Drop us a voicemail at 347-903-WFUV. Now, here are your hosts, Kenny Ducey and Matt Rosenfeld. It no, hasn't been that great.
1: We'll Not always, really. We'll always have the first round. We'll
0: always have the. We'll always have insanity. May seventh, two thousand fourteen. Welcome to the Pick and Pod. Kenny Ducey, Matt Rosenfeld, and Kevin Kelly with you here. I think we cursed the playoffs, Matt. We didn't curse the playoffs. It was just. It maybe maybe Kesha and Pitbull cursed that's, the playoffs. That's
1: that's regressing to the mean is what it is. <laughs> that's just statistical. Yeah, it's it was bound normality. to happen. Just,
0: the playoffs couldn't be that
1: good. They couldn't yeah, live up to they what
2: couldn't the first do round that was forever.
0: Well, uh, the first round was pretty spectacular and I will say the game 7s had about a 40% hit rate. Like only 2 of the 5 game 7s were really worth watching. True. And it was the Nets game and the, the Clippers warriors True, game.
1: but in that that being said, the success rate of games going into game 7 was, was like abnormally <laughs> high. Like, <laughs> it's like if you 90%. told me 40% of NBA playoff games were going to be nail biter's like they like all of them were in the first round. I don't know. I would sign up. I would
2: sign up for that. Yeah, I mean, nobody predicted that the Game 7 between the Mavs and Spurs would even happen in the first place, so just getting it was a treat. It was... Um, I I think I... What did I say?
0: Spurs and 6? So I almost did. I, I think I, I think we both said Spurs in 6. I think you said six. 5. I think you said I'd, 5. You, I was like, I you I were like, nah, five. it's, it's going to be too easy. It's irrelevant. No, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really, really nail you on that. No, but I was... I mean... Uh we were we were I I think we both picked Raptors in 7, right? Didn't we? Going so we game, were wrong going there. Going into game 5 or
1: game 6, I thought the Raptors were going to We also
0: good. had Rockets in 7. That didn't happen. Well, Damian Lillard.
1: I never
2: said Rockets. <laughs> Let's no, no, i was, out. sorry.
0: Yes, you didn't say Rockets.
1: Either um, way, but I, was, I I don't care that I'm wrong because of what we got to watch.
2: Yes, it it was
0: I mean, that Lillard shot. I was actually watching with two um Houston fans, people from Houston, and a living like through that that I, last like minute or I last really just 10 seconds when Parsons made the layup and they, like they were going nuts. I want to like, give those guys a hug. And my friend was my friend and I looked at each other, and we were just like, Lillard's hitting the three. No, I Lillard's didn't think he was gonna three. hit the three. Oh, when oh he went up, I knew he was when, when it hit went the up, three. I knew he was gonna hit it because he was wide
1: open and I Chandler Parsons knew. was trailing behind him, but. Knew it. Going into it, I didn't think they'd let Lurd oh, get open. Who gets? Who lets the best player get open from three? You just knew it was going to happen. You got to yeah. think, like, isn't Kevin McHale in oh, the was. It was Ronald a complete
0: breakdown.
2: Yeah, Kevin McHale as a coach, is, I'm really starting to question him. I that don't was, think so. How do you not protect the three-point line? You're told se- your season's over if they make that it's three. It's actually
1: funny. I, I was hearing people talk about this, and what kind of happened was it was just switching gone wrong. You're always switching at the end of the game, so you don't
0: get, yeah. you know, right. people left wide open. Well, you saw what happened, right? But the pick really wasn't that good. Exactly. Well, what <laughs> and happened was ended up initially, right? Because initially, Beverly switched on to Aldridge, and then Parsons switched on, um, Lillard. on Lillard, and then what happened was, uh, the, yeah, like they were, the screen wasn't good, so like Beverly, or no, Beverly um, hung. But, right. like, Parsons wasn't sure he had to go around the pick. And right, because Beverly was supposed to switch, but then he didn't. And then, because there was, like, no pick. Or, yeah, exactly. Also, what underrated part of that play, before we get onto, like, more current issues, because this was, like, a week ago or not really. Feels it was actually, like, like four days ago, right? Like like, it was, ago. like, four or five days ago. Um... He, Lillard kind of, like, played it off where, you know, he was kind of, like, nonchalant walking, like, he was dogging it a little bit, like, walking away from the play, and then all of a sudden, like, just like that, he clucks back yeah. towards the ball, and my headphones fell off my head, because uh, it was just such a, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was,
1: it was, such an awesome scene, you know, to win a g- series for the, fourth time ever a game-winning shot has ended a series, and to do it in your own house, in front of all the Portland fans who are one of the most faithful in the NBA, NBA that was spectacular.
2: Did you guys see the vine by any chance of the guy courtside? Yes, that was the most yeah. incredible ref, video I've ever that. seen. Had was been a ref, Definitely that was ref. insane. Not about you it refs. It was So cool, the clapping and everything just made the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't uh, seen it, go check it out right now. Not about
0: you refs. no you refs, Joey Crawford. Not about you, Joey Crawford. Oh, now we got to talk about the the well, second round. Let's oh. let's yes, let's. Well, first to get out of the way, Mark Jackson got fired yesterday. <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable! I, right
2: after Steph Curry comes out and really supports and support him, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you wonder, oh, you wonder what's going to happen. I, I don't want to be that guy who's like, "Oh, Curry's going to request a trade," uh, but I mean, who who knows? Uh, For ownership. you know, you do... know, it'd be really cool if. Sorry to cut you off. If Mark Jackson went to New York, and then it Steph w- Curry wanted to go play with Mark Jackson, uh, and and then, no, it's that like, that that's not, not. But that would happen. be cool if Mark Jackson ended up in New York. It would be. You know, he had a fifty-three percent. Um, win loss and th- during his tenure in Golden State. I looked yesterday. Now, people were all over. People, just dumb people, were like, oh, stop, you know, flooding, spamming me with, um, the you know these like look at Mark Jackson's ratings. I mean, Mark Jackson's offenses were hung, hang around, hung around the top ten every year. He was there every year he was there? Even though the, even that tanking season, yeah, uh, when he had sixty six games under his belt, and then uh, he had the third best defense this year in terms of defensive rating. Last that's, year it was like
1: twelve. That's the part that really like shocks me. He right.
0: turned the team from a right. running gun all offense team into a, a well rounded team. Yeah, and and um. And uh, he didn't have Bogut in Game 7, and, I mean, Frank I it put it perfectly in, like, one tweet. I mean, it was a soft defensive team that he made play great defense, and didn't have Bogut, and... Uh, look, David Lee's people, never played defense. Right. Pe- yeah. People were never... making that 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 argument that okay, well, we had the same core, right, for years. Oh so, yeah, the, your, sorry, different core. Like okay, well, we had Aquadola this year, and like oh, you know, you try like you not try not to win with like Draymond Green. You know, it's it's so stupid because the the fact that the team had changed so much over the years makes it even Harder. more impressive because he meshed these guys together. And that's the whole thing that makes Mark Jackson so good is he's so good bringing teams together, inspiring them, and making them play better than they would although he didn't play great line let's get sometimes. him in, let's get
1: him in new york well yeah he also he i believe he used the starting lineup more than anybody in the nba but for a reason you know he he had the probably the best starting lineup in the in the entire league i mean and his bench you know harrison barnes not not the best season for him i i don't know if i agree with the firing, I definitely don't actually, but I don't know if I agree with the assessment that his lineups weren't so good. I just think he didn't have the depth on that team to really be, exper- uh, you know, experimenting.
2: Yeah, and they tried to add it throughout the year. They added Jordan Crawford, Crawford from the Celtics, and then they Steve Blake. Yeah, who I really like, but I don't think Steve Blake really. He didn't really get any meaningful <laughs> minutes. And just to take a step back with Mark Jackson, the reason the defense got so much better is Andrew Bogut. Agreed. He really like he's the reason. I don't attribute as much of that to Mark Jackson.
1: I I can agree with that. I think there's always something to be said. You know, a player doesn't just come in and take over. I mean, there's coaching to an extent. True. I will agree that if we're assigning maybe percentages to it, I'll give a large percentage to Bogut before I give it to Mark Jackson.
0: Um, Also, I mean, we'll talk about this with Chuck uh, coming up in just a couple minutes. Um, The Durant speech, you know, made everyone Uh, cry. I didn't cry. I thought it was really good, though.
1: I want to go on the record as saying that I was sitting on my couch and I was crying. Tears were down my face because it was so so good.
2: Unfortunately, I just read about it online, so I didn't have quite go the same emotional connection. I just had to watch I it. it today. If yeah. you
1: know anything like about Kevin Durant and just like the humbleness I, and I how much never Oklahoma seen you
0: play a game of basketball in my my life, how Kevin much Durant.
1: Oklahoma City like rallies around him, it is literally yeah. everything that's right with sports, and I loved it.
0: Um, also, I mean, I wonder if that's going to be on the LeBron app. Is that going to be on the LeBron app? I can't tell you because I don't have be. a I don't have a Galaxy. I I think it might have like it has to be right because it's like NBA news. I feel like that's the type of thing. I'm actually gonna you know what before the end when the before the show ends I'm gonna let you know what's on the LeBron. I'm gonna download it right now and then we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Um, but uh, before we get to Chuck here, Pacers. Uh, Andrew Bynum has left the team. That's big. I mean, that's obviously huge because it's Bynum. But in seriousness, Roy Hibbert is a trash can out there. Now, I will say, opponents were only two for seven, uh, at the rim against him. In that game he had five fouls seventeen minutes and no points and no rebounds and two assists.
1: One thing you can never take away from Roy Hibbert is he will take up space. He is yeah. tall. <laughs> he will take up space. He will be in the way in the po- he, in the paint.
0: Be in the, he's, Roy Hibbert, professional Statue. Just getting in the way. Professional obstacle. Professional (laughs) obstacle, yes. At this point, that's
1: all he is, and it's a shame, but it's kind of the coolest running storyline we have going on.
2: (laughs) I just can't even – I don't understand how this happens. I don't know how you go from such a high point to such a low point. I mean, the grind of the season, you can kind of give that as part of the reason, but I just don't get it. He's dropped off completely.
0: All right, so we got to get to—because Wizards-Pacers is um, is is tonight, and also the other game tonight is Clippers-Thunder. So we have to get to the Thunder before it's too late right now. So now to talk about the Thunder and the Clippers and Kevin Durant and all of the Oklahoma cities, uh, we welcome in Chuck Cheney of uh, Thunder Obsessed, at Thunder Obsessed on Twitter. uh, Very, very hashtag popular um, Thunder blog.
3: How's it going, man? (laughs) Hey man, good doing well. Just getting ready for tonight's game.
0: It's gonna it's be a good one. No, I, I say hashtag popular because, like, man, you everything you guys tweet out about Thunder, it's just like I didn't know that Thunder Twitter was so big, like it is. Which is which Thunder. is crazy. Thunder no, Twitter. It's uh, it, it's something.
3: Well, it's kind of like Kevin Durant said a couple of years ago. There's not a lot to do in Oklahoma City, and he's pretty accurate. Dude, that's with. It's either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State football and then you have the Thunder and that's it. So, I mean that's what it's about. From like you have like August to November, which is all about football, and then we just kick straight into basketball gear for the rest of the year.
0: Well so. Well, in Oklahoma City, things are happening like basketball. Um Can you just, first off, because that Durant speech was so unbelievable yesterday. No,
1: seriously, I have to ask you, because I watched it yesterday, Chuck, and I was honestly sobbing and choked up from it, and I don't even follow the team that closely. Did you watch it in full, and how did you feel after you watched it?
3: Um, Yeah, no, no. Um, I was crying thug tears, personally. But, I mean, if you can make Karam Butler, who went to prison, cry, I mean, anybody's (laughs) allowed to cry. So... I mean, you're allowed to cry. If Quran tears up, it, it's, it's allowed. It's by law.
0: I like the story he uh, told about Karan when he put the paper KD MVP in his locker. It's just little things like oh, that. that
3: oh, got me. That got me right there. I was sitting there. And the one about Perkins. That oh, one, he goes, oh. man. He goes, when you, go, when you weren't here, I hated you. He <laughs> goes, but he goes, the, the late night calls and the texts. And I'm just like, I knew all that stuff happened. But I didn't realize how much I meant to, like, KD.
1: He's just oh. so genuine, and oh, I—I was—I've
0: turned into the biggest Kevin Durant fan after yesterday.
3: I mean, my initials are—I
0: <laughs> K- mean, my initials are KD. So I mean, I'm just thanks for yeah. saying those nice things about me. Um, do you think though, Chuck, that that speech has any effect on the next couple of games in this series? Like, do you think that, especially after a blowout, I mean, it was so kind of disheartening for that team. Do you think that maybe this helps them put the pieces together?
3: I want to say yeah. Um, so I went to practice yesterday because they, they practiced before then, um, they, they went over to the old practice facility. The practice facility is about two and a half miles apart with the thunder did They bust over, but I was there and all of a sudden the demeanor was different. There was a different swagger that I've never seen going to all the practices. It was really weird. Um, I want to think that Kevin winning the MVP has changed something in this team. I think they're going to come out tomorrow with a different fire, a different focus, and I think we're going to see a lot different team that did not play defense uh, on Monday night.
1: Well, you know, Chuck, the, the biggest problem was obviously Chris Paul, and you can't expect him to have another game like that. But w- what are the Thunder going to do on defense to stop such a dynamic offense in the Clippers?
3: And yeah, Chris Paul doesn't even have those good games on 2K. <laughs> um, but no, they, they talked about pick-and-roll coverage. A lot of it was a lack of communication because once you get down that quickly, you stop communicating. You try to focus and, like, oh, we need to get back, get back. So they forget the fundamentals, like communication, overhelping. And those are things that understand the said they needed to practice on um, and they need to work on. They just forget. And they said they worked on it in practice. They watched film. They saw and I'm, they said they're, they're going to be prepared. So I will say usually after a, a loss like that, they come out with some intensity and it's a, a, a fire in their belly. But I've also seen them come out like after the Miami Heat blow up. They said this, I heard same cliche quotes, and they come out and got blitzed again. So actually they got blitzed by the Clippers again. <laughs> but then, so we'll see. I, I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I wasn't expecting a game one
0: blowout. Chuck, with uh, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, I mean, aside from Chris Paul, because he was just unbelievable. I mean, Griffin had low key a pretty good game. How do you think they match up down there with the Thunder, with Perkins, and, and with Durant when Durant plays the four? Because we saw a lot of that small lineup in game one. Right. Uh,
3: well, I think the Thunder match up pretty well. I. What happened was the Thunder got down so much so quickly. They had to go away from Abaca who is – you can't just go straight to your mid-range game. You have to go to your stars to try to get back into it and your shooters. And Abaca, great mid-range game. He's a decent post-presence, even though people think the Thunder don't have one. But you don't go to that once you're down 25 points. And so they got away from that. And so I think if they can – don't get blown out early again, you're going to see more of Abaka being more of a presence in the game. But I think the Thunder match up pretty well. I think the big difference is uh, be able to guard the bench because Derek Fisher can't guard ball Crawford. <laughs> no, he cannot.
1: <laughs> Chuck, yeah. one, of, one of the most interesting things about the Thunder to me, and I don't nearly watch them as much as you, is that they, they basically have a two-guard playing the point guard in Russell Westbrook. And I just want to know – you know how do you think a point guard, like in the truest sense of the form, would really help Kevin Durant? And does he suffer maybe from not having that?
3: Oh, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I'm a. I call myself a Westbrook apologist because I believe Westbrook is a point guard. He did a 16 assists uh, in Game Seven. True. Uh, he's more of a hybrid nowadays because you have Chris Pauls and, but. You have more of these combo guards. Like, they're trying to make Oladipo a point guard in Orlando, and it's just Monta Ellis, and then you have Jose Calderon in Dallas. But for the most part, Westbrook is – he's a combo guard, yeah, but I believe he's a point guard. He's just not a traditional point guard. Chuck that translates to the NFL. He's more like <laughs> he's more like your running quarterback. He's not your drawback passer.
0: Yeah, like like just throw Vince Young back there and have him be a running back. Um, I I I'd be remiss here
3: if I didn't whoa ask... that's a horrible analogy right there. No, I,
0: I, he's, I know, no, He's he's a bad. he's a basketball guy. also forgive him also <laughs> yeah also yeah what uh, what well, we're doing the NFL draft Thursday. Um, but uh, Chuck, I'd be remiss here if I didn't ask a Jeremy Lamb question because I'm from Connecticut. I am a giant UConn fan, except for those days I covered the NCAA tournament. I was not a UConn fan then, but I am. Um, And, you know, we kind of saw Jeremy Land just thrown in there at the end of game one. I mean, I feel like this guy, not in like a 20-minute scenario by any means, but you play him seven to nine minutes, I feel like he can give you something good. Do you agree? No. I don't
3: think
0: he's ready. You don't think, okay, well, well, well. do you think, well, when would he be ready for that? I mean, next year next would year. you
3: do that? Mm-hmm. I felt uh, Jeremy was a year uh, away anyway. Um, he did some really good things up in our D-League team, Tulsa, Oklahoma, last year. However, you're doing it against D-League. It's not like going to AAA in baseball and performing really well. Everybody knows there's a sizable drop-off. In talent, when you go to the D league,
0: yeah, I mean you got Seth Curry just dominating down there. So it is, it is a little different. But I, I mean, right?
3: I, I think a, a pretty good college team can probably dominate a D league team. I, I perfectly feel. Uh, but I, he does, he does things really well. But he just some of the simple things that you expect a player in their second, third year to already grass, He he struggles, especially defensively. He he's James Harden bad. <laughs>
0: Oof.
1: That's,
3: and we
0: that's, know that's bad. don't want to put that on anybody.
3: Well, yeah, and his shooting's good, but most people don't realize. He shot 32% from the three, and it was even worse after the All-Star break. And that's when he kind of lost his footing, and they went after Karad. Because I think he went something like 1 to 34 from three. And so they, they were like, we have to go out. We have to shore up our bench. And then they did. Um, Jeremy... W- There's a phrase that I like to say. He came in like a lion and went out like a Jeremy
1: Lamb. (laughs) (laughs) It's too easy almost. I got got to ask you about Scott Brooks because Scott Brooks has been getting unbelievable amounts of heat for a guy that's coached a team to the finals. Four
3: years of heat.
1: (laughs) He gets so much of it, and there's a lot of rumblings that he – I, he might lose his job. Is how do I want to know how do you feel about Scott Brooks as the coach of this team? Because you're around them so much. Is he the guy for this job to lead them to a championship?
3: Yes and no. I guess. I mean, honestly, I don't. I'm not. I don't care about Scott Brooks. I know it sounds so weird to say. I cover this team, and I'm called obsessed. But I mean, <laughs> someone's going to coach this team, and right now it's Scott Brooks. I feel Brooks is a motivator. He is a person. I don't feel there's enough structure at times. Uh, people say he's not an X's and O's coach. Potentially. He's <laughs> not Mark Jackson bad. But what we do here is, like, I, I believe he calls the plays. I, I I don't know if Russell Westbrook is running his plays. I don't know if Reggie Jackson is running what he calls. And I think he gives his team too much free will at times as well. Because we ta- uh and when against the Grizzlies, Kevin Durant missed that 28-foot three-pointer and Ibaka and missed a tip I asked him after the game, and I go, do you call that play? He goes, no, I gave Kevin Durant the freedom to call the play. You don't need to give Kevin Durant the freedom to call the play. You you give him a play to run. I understand. He's a superstar. He t- he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But at that moment, you have to take over as a head coach and be like, this is what we're going to do.
0: Right. I mean, even, even Mike Woodson sets up at least one screen for Carmelo Anthony um, before he misses a game-winning shot. Chuck, uh what is your outlook on the rest of this series because now I mean there's a, I'm going to mix in a couple of things here. I mean obviously they the uh Thunder go on the road after this game uh tonight mm-hmm. but I mean th- there was a little bit of uh, and I I know that obviously not down there you didn't hear it but I mean like nationally there's been a little bit of like chirping from Twitter users not to no pun intended there um about like the Thunder fans maybe not being in it and they left early and all that um but you do think that this home crowd tonight, do you think they propel them to a win? And then how do you see the rest of the series shaking out if indeed it does level at one?
3: Um, crap. all right. I will say that I, I'm, I'm one of those people. Oh, me back to Thunder fans are pretty adamant about staying the whole game. When you're down 29 points and it's a Monday night, kids have to go to school, you got to work, <laughs> so they're going to leave. And the game was an 8.30 tip in Oklahoma. So it was 11.30 when the game ended. And sometimes... Being in downtown Oklahoma City, it's not really the most easiest way to get out. And I've I've heard people being stuck in parking garages for over an hour after a game. And so, got to get kids home. I understand. I I don't care. If you have to leave, you buy your ticket, you got to go. I get it. But it's going to be different tonight because it's after the Kevin Durant speech, there was a different like all the, I think there was like twelve, twenty five hundred 2,500 people outside the old practice facility yesterday, just watching the speech on a big screen. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering why the heck weren't anybody at work? <laughs> <laughs> why are all these kids not at school? What was still going on. Kevin Durante. <laughs> yeah. No, really. No, I, I fully believe it. Um, our governor made it uh, Kevin Durante yesterday, officially. So it is true. <laughs> wow. So, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be – tomorrow's a pivotal game. I think we lose. Uh, we may get swept. Ooh. I mean, because, I, I, mean I see it. I see you it. You drop two at home, where's your confidence? And they, I think the stats with something like 86% of teams that go on who lose the first two just lose the series completely. But it's under half history of coming back from 2-0. They beat the Spurs, who lost both in uh, San Antonio, comeback back won the next four. But that's, that, that's one of eight teams that ever do that.
0: It's, so, I mean, and yeah, and, and beating the Spurs is, like, tough. I mean, that that was an, an incredible feat, and um, only a team led by Kevin Durant could do it. Right.
3: Um, well, and that goes back to Scott Brooks. He made the adjustments. He took, on that one, he took Westbrook off Tony Parker and put Tabo Stefalosha on there. And I think we need to see more of We saw less uh, Stefalosha. Because he's not an offensive threat, and the Thunder got down and they needed threats. But we but, saw more Derek Fisher, we saw more Karan Butler, we saw Reggie Jackson, who all played like dog poo. They were a combined O of fifteen, O of fourteen, for like a negative fifty-two.
0: But before I let you go, actually, because you just brought up an interesting question in my head: who, Who's more important to this team right now, Karan Butler or Thabo Sefolosha?
3: Yes, they both they both bring quality. Att- attributes to the team. Tom is a really great on-ball defender. He, I, I was really surprised he didn't guard Paul. But for, I will say this one, Scott Brooks, he trusts his players sometimes to a fault because he thinks Russell Westbrook can guard anybody in the league. He has said that, and I just rolled my eyes personally. <laughs> but I, I think they should have put Tabo on Chris, and they never did it once. Because uh, there was like four plays where Durant guarded, and a couple plays where Amaka guarded, and the rest were Westbrook or Fisher. And I'm just like, where is Tabo?
0: That's a very so. interesting idea. But um, a- anyway, Chuck, I uh, we really appreciate the time. We'd love to have you back in the future to talk some Thunder, and uh, enjoy covering the game tonight. It was it was fun talking to you. It's at Thunder Obsessed on Twitter. Um, Chuck Cheney, thank you. All
3: right, thanks guys.
0: So we thank Chuck again, and with that, we continue our playoff talk, Matt. And we need to talk about the nuts or the <laughs> nets, excuse me, the nets, <laughs> the nets or the nuts, as a newspaper which I don't recall the name of now, uh, typoed nuts, which that was that was that's just the wrong. It's not their name. Well.
1: They, they, played, they
0: played a lot. They played a lot. Like in, can Indiana not do anything? The Evansville right
1: then? Courier and Press headline is what. It, can
0: Indiana do anything right? No, no, they can't,
1: especially in the Eastern Conference. But yeah, the, the Nets got they got beat. Like you get beat when you play the two-time defending champions at home after a long break. You turn the ball over as much as the Nets did. They had uh, numerous. I can't look. I can't find the number right now. They had numerous turnovers in the first half, and. They just didn't give themselves a chance against the Heat.
2: Yeah, usually they're much better at protecting the ball, but last night was not the case. And I'm just curious, do you, are you guys really affected? Is your feeling on this series affected by that blowout last night and any of the other series that started off with a Game 1 blowout? Um, it's a good I mean, question.
0: I thought the Clippers were going to uh, win the series. So oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I still do. I still think the Clippers are going to win in, I think I said six.
1: I'm with you there. And but I don't think this really concerns me. I think right. it'll still be a very good series. And the Spurs oh, I are. You...
0: I still think the Spurs are going to win in five. I mean, I, I, I'm just. I mean, I don't think my mind's. You really think the all.
2: Spurs are going to take out the Trailblazers in five games?
0: The trailbla- The Spurs are not the Rockets. I think that's. Uh, a I understand big... that. The right. Spurs are very good. The Spurs showed last night they are very good. I think that Portland wins a game. I don't know if they win two games. I'm. It's very, very possible that the Blazers win two games, but the Spurs are very, very good, I think Kevin. the Spurs
2: are going to move on. That's not what I'm saying. I just am surprised you I think it's only going to be five games. I don't think they're going to win
0: more. Look, winning one game against the Spurs and give it to them at home that, that's a very, very reasonable prediction, I think. To win one in Rip City, the other one goes to the Spurs, the Spurs take care of home court,
2: they win it in five. I just think that game is going to be nothing like what the rest of the series is like. I don't see it really continuing. I don't think it's going to be a blowout series by any means, but, I mean, you look at
0: the the Mavericks, I mean, I think we were underrating the Mavericks We did. We
1: bit. did underrate the Mavericks. Yeah. And give it to the Mavericks. They showed up and they played a spectacular right. series. They did not play to the level we saw them all... Season in the playoffs, and I think that being being pretty big rivals with the Spurs, and knowing that they're a team you can match up with and have
0: matched up with, really played into that series, and that's something that Portland doesn't have. I think, I mean, well, Monta was great in that series, but I, I just, next level great, like yeah. not Monta we all know, but. I mean, how are you going to, like, they couldn't guard Tony Parker last night, and I don't think that's going to change. It's not going to change. Well, th-
2: I think it will change because they had Lillard on him way too much. If you put Wes Matthews on him and you're able to get around the picks, I, mean, they I were, think there's a way they're to do putting, it.
0: They are putting, like, Mo Williams on him.
2: That's a problem. Instead Mo of, instead Williams of it should like, okay, not be on Tony Parker.
0: Mo, why don't you go in for Dame and you guard West Wes Parker. Matthews right, showed no. that he
2: could really put a hurting on James Harden last and, series, and I think he yeah. can do the same to Tony Parker. I just think... Putting Damian Lillard on somebody else, I think even just Ginobili will make this series much more interesting. And I, I think that's what will happen.
0: And you know Ginobili's not I think we'll see that. there in the playoffs. He hasn't been in there in the playoffs last couple of years. I
1: hope we see that, but I think we have to remember that Tony Parker is definitely the second best point guard in the league. Uh, and yes, yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, Behind I Paul, I'm trying to think. My mind's not moving no, no. at full speed today. Um, trust
1: me, I've thought this through and it's true. And there's a reason, you know. We all got on the Damian I know Lillard band. We all sure. got on the Damian Lillard bandwagon when he hit that shot. He's not like, a top three point guard. No, no he's not even. No, he's,
0: no, five, not I, I, he's not even top five. He's debatable top
1: five. Offens- debatable
2: offensively. He's, he's top in the three. conversation. It's because of his defense. That Tony he's not Parker
1: that. starts the conversation, and that's what you need to know. The difference between the two.
2: I'm sorry, he's just not going to have that game every time. We've seen him do this before. He did it with the Heat in the finals last year. He'll have big games. It's like any player; he'll have big games, and then he'll cool off a bit. I don't think it's going to continue like that I, for Tony Parker. Again,
0: I didn't say it was. I, I I think the Spurs can win in five without big games from Tony Parker, without you know Bane's going off. I mean, I they, I think that they can really do that. Splitter, great defender. I mean, look at what he did on. Lamarcus, well, I mean, he didn't do much on, like, Lamarcus Aldridge. Or, sorry, no, he didn't, uh, Dirk was, Dirk is not Lamarcus Aldridge, that's what I'm trying to say. It's going to be tougher to guard Lamarcus, but, I mean, he showed last night he's up to that task. Tiago is important. He was a, a, I mean, as much as we don't want to admit it, he was a big reason why the Spurs were, um, got to the finals last year. I mean, Tim Duncan's the, Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, and, like, Danny Green's ridiculous play are the main reasons, but, I mean, People – I really didn't like when people were hating on Thiago and like, oh, that's a terrible contract. I like him. I think he's a, a really good uh, a piece here. He's, he's not like one of their three best players, but I think he's he fit, a really nice piece.
1: I
2: like him too, but he's been known to disappear, and I'm just waiting he for him. He does it.
1: disappear, but he fits in the system, and he knows the system. And right. Guys that play for San Antonio, like the longer you play there, the more productive you're going to be. And I don't know how good he'd be on any other team, but I True. know he shows up for the Spurs and Coach Popovich – so, um, that's a can great point. We just point. Talk about
0: how great Pop is. He's so he's like he, Mount Rushmore of that was NBA like NBA coaches. <laughs> stop, stop right Absolutely. now. Absolutely, <laughs> no. Just stop with the Mount Rushmore. I hate Mount Rushmore. Well, guess I what? I hate. I hope Mount Rushmore just crumbles one day. <laughs> that's terrible. So we, so we don't have these dumb conversations. Who's on your who's what's on your Mount Rushmore of favorite cookies? Is Miss Fields on the Mount Rushmore? How well, about now, grandmas? Well, now you're
2: just taking it to a, a, s- a dumb level. Mount what, would you, really what, what would you rather have us use? Yeah. Give us another term to use.
0: Say top four. I mean, that's really what it is, right? Like, your top four? Like there's...
2: In history, though. It's history. It's not just
1: and now. You know, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, but just,
0: I don't. <laughs> it's so, like, and, and it was really just because of the whole um, uh, LeBron thing. Like, oh, well, who's on your Mount Rushmore of, like, basketball players? Well, that... anyway. Reg-
2: yeah, we're devolving here. This is... This...
1: <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I, away I just, from Mount Rushmore. I'm looking over this game, and I kind of, I kind of got away from it. It was late, and I, I had a lot of stuff to do, and it was over. But what's really troubling for the Trailblazers is that. Marcus got his last night. He had 32 and 14, and they still got yeah, blown out. this is out. one of the
2: things they talked about late in the game because he started 6 for 18, and then it got a little bit easier for him. He started knocking down some shots, and Reggie Miller was talking to Kevin Harlan. Oh, about see, how, I yeah.
1: totally missed that. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I miss was, everything Reggie but, Miller says. But, but, yeah,
2: Reggie Miller was talking about how this was going to be good for LaMarcus Aldrich, how it was going to get him going for the next game, and the Trailblazers playing well late in the game was going to be really important for them. I completely disagreed. I don't think that really had has anything to do with the next game. It's, I mean, I guess from a standpoint – it's kind of like a, a somebody who's shooting poorly going to the free throw line, seeing one go through the net and start getting going. But I just don't really see it the same way. I want to. I, you, you might
0: out there think I'm dumb for saying Tiago Splitter's is that important. Uh, he has. Let me just explain to you the defensive impact he has. Is on off right here. He one thirteen defensive rating for the Spurs when Tiago Splitter is off the court, and that's been one hundred and sixty three minutes. So a pretty healthy sample there. This in the playoffs in these. Eight playoff games. He's played 221 minutes. In those minutes, they have a 98 defensive rating. So they're allowing a lot less, a lot fewer points when Tiago Splitter is on the floor. Interestingly, uh, Tim Duncan is sixth in on/off. Manu Ginobili fifth. Tiago Splitter fourth. Matt Bonner is third. Tony Parker second, out. and the Kawhi's guy is first. Well, did now you, you say
2: defensively, that? Matt Bonner is third.
0: No, just net. Did in you general. filter that for uh,
2: minutes played?
0: Uh, no, yeah, Bonner. Bonner has, Bonner has 34 minutes played, but, I mean, he's Bonner. Like, I have to mention, <laughs> I have to drop Matt Bonner. I love the Red Rocket, but I'm just um, saying. Yeah, I mean, look, they're much better on defense with Thiago Splitter out there. And, I mean, Kawhi Leonard as well. And you could say the same thing about Tony Parker, but Splitter's a part of that. He's a part I'll of that, that defense. I'll give you
2: that. I'm not denying that right. at all.
0: I, and, I mean, so the, the point is that with him out there, with Duncan out there, um, you know they can really, I mean, contain Lamarcus Aldridge. Even which is weird because he scores, scores to toward thirty, but like he was scoring forty in, like you know just ridiculous numbers against the he Rockets. He was
1: dominating the Rockets. He seems to just be a part of the game in the, against the Spurs. And for him, he's he's the superstar on that team. Lillard, were, Lillard's playing well, but yeah. the superstar is Lamarcus Aldridge. And when he kind of just. M- he kind of just blends into the game that's a good sign for the spurs
0: i think though that like lamarcus regresses though i think he i think he's there's a he game must. in here he scores 25 there's going to be a game in here he's he's not doing how what he he's not? been doing right i mean and like the playoffs i mean look at the how good the playoffs are i mean everything regresses everything falls back down to earth even my uh softball batting average in the championship game against you but um the the, the fact that that will happen, and the fact that the, the Spurs play good defense and they have pop, I'm still sticking with my my Spurs in five. But uh, what, I, what do you guys? Think
1: I, I didn't. I never really made an official pick. I mean, we haven't had a podcast right. since the first round was. It was right in the middle of the first round. But I kind of am leaning Spurs in five. You know, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. I don't. I think I kind of got on the Blazers' bandwagon a little too hard. I got swept up in Lillard hype, and seeing the Spurs come out even after a seven-game tough series and just play hard playoff basketball, kind of just pushing around the new kid and saying, like, welcome to the playoffs. This is how it's going to be. I don't see the Blazers getting off the schneid.
2: I just see them playing better defense than what was seen last night. I think Batum and Matthews are going to really step it up in the games going forward, and I just don't think it's going to end in five. I think it'll probably go six or seven. I I want it to go longer because I love this basketball. I, I don't want blowouts like what we saw last night, but I just want to continue watching the Blazers play basketball this year. Uh, what about the heat, other blowout?
0: Heat, heat, in five. I'm saying
1: heat uh, and five. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I we hate to agree with you, but the, the I don't know. Kevin Garnett said after the game yesterday, he's like, what, what are we supposed to say? They're supposed to win at home. Our job is to steal this next one, you know? And I kind of like that attitude. Yeah, the Nets didn't play their best game. But at the same time, don't you expect Miami to win game one at home? You know, I think the Nets, a lot of people were really behind them for – for one reason or the other obviously the regular season record had something to play into that but for the two time defending champions to win game 1 at home by a big margin is not that big of a shocker i don't know why we're freaking out i always thought the heat would win in 5 cuz they're just a much better team than the nets but
0: i don't this game is not changing what i thought just because of it's one game I mean, and Charles Barkley freaked out because he said the Nets had zero chance of winning this series, which is, I mean, that's just, that's just not true. It's not factual. Um, but, I mean, a reason to kind of freak out a little bit, maybe not freak out, but um, a concern is Mason Plumley is not regular season Mason Plumley. He's rookie, uh, intimidated by the playoffs, not playing as well Mason Plumley. You look at the metrics with him on the court, uh, he is a negative, the Nets are a negative 13 net. And then with him off, there plus 6 which is a giant like Matt Bonner like swing right there. That's I mean I, he's just hasn't been as good, man.
1: He's he hasn't been and it also goes to the fact that Andre Bloch is playing very well. You know, on both sides of the ball, nobody expected Bloch to give you the production that he's giving you. And then those minutes that, you know, Plumlee's getting maybe 8 to 10, why is it not going to Kevin Garnett? You know, why aren't they using Kevin Garnett for every last minute that they can? You know, you know he hates the net. He hates the heat. Let's get Kevin Garnett in there.
0: He's played uh 156 of 384 minutes uh, this playoffs.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know. Not a lot. I know he can't. He's not the player he used to be. There's no doubt about that. Joe
0: Johnson's played 318 of 384. As he should have. Yeah.
1: But I don't know. You know, I think we need to live or die by Kevin Durant and Paul
0: Pierce. You know. Kevin Garnett, not, Kevin Garnett, let's not get too hard on ourselves Yeah, here. you're right. He's not a net, not yet. <laughs> um, well, I, I was going to say Kevin Garnett's nowhere near Kevin Durant, but okay. Both if, you whole, want, if you want to say that, he's not a not net yet. Both Hall of
1: Famers, let's not kid ourselves. Anyway, yes. Yes. Kevin Garnett is not the player he used to be, but as Paul Pierce famously said, that's why they brought me here. You know, That's why you brought them here. Use them.
2: Yeah, no doubt. They have to ride him until he absolutely falls apart because he could very well retire after this year. I, I
0: think he. I think he will. He, he
2: will. Yeah, and I, wouldn't I'm feeling it.
1: Wouldn't he be happy? You know, knowing that all right, he went to the to the limit exactly. and he doesn't have it anymore. So that's how he knows he should
0: retire. I. It's all positives into playing Garnett too many minutes. Right. You got it. You got to play Garnett until he gets hurt. Real. I mean, because like it, it's 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 not like okay, let's. Uh, let's save him for the finals, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like, oh, let's save him for next year. I mean, but just even the finals. Like, are This, you're not, really, this you're is not, their finals, right? This, this, this is your. This final. is the Miami Heat. If they is the win team this series. That everyone, they are the favorite to win the finals. You need to beat the Heat. You Need to be playing Kevin Garnett. They were to too win, many minutes.
1: If they were to win this series, it would be considered an all-in-all success. Prokhorov would be a hero amongst yeah. Russia, amongst America. There'd be parades in <laughs> st- in Saint Petersburg. It's just mind-boggling that they're not, or at least last night they didn't look like they were going all out to win this series. But that will definitely change. I can guarantee that.
0: Yeah. I, I think um, also if Blatch goes like only forty-four percent Blatch, then the Nets will be fine. It will. He, he has can't been, go full Blatch. He has he not even
1: come close to going full Blatch. And I
0: think he's. No, well, he's gone full Blatch. Well, obviously, at the
1: end of uh, Game Five, he ran full Blatch. He went yes. full on Blatch, but that was a. That was a um the exception to the norm in this playoffs. He has been a consistent player, which is something you just can't say about him, if ever. And it's really helped the Nets progress as a team and given them lineups that they haven't been able to use before.
0: So besides the net we, we talked a little bit about the, the Pacers. They're struggling. Um, I mean, I think we... I, are you with me on the Clippers that the Clippers are taking this series?
1: I'm with you. I I think the, Thunder, the Thunder. I thought the Thunder looked a little vulnerable uh, against the Grizzlies as everyone did. I just don't think that they have enough they're not dynamic enough on offense to keep up with the Clippers.
2: Yeah, Scott Brooks is the real problem here cuz that offense just it doesn't get working the way it should. I think it's going to be a, a better series than obviously last night's game or the two nights ago was. But I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I was originally picking the Thunder. And early in the game I felt good about it because Ibaka was getting his looks from the baseline, they were getting some good shots, and then it all just fell apart.
0: Well, I mean, I was, cause Chris Paul just went yeah. full-on ridiculous mode. Uh, he's not going to do that again. But, look, when you have DeAndre Jordan playing like he's playing right now and Blake Griffin um, in maybe not even the prime of his career, maybe he's still yet to reach his he's prime. He's figuring it out, that's for sure. He is playing yeah. extremely well. Chris Paul has taken the reins. Now, I, I mean, you think that maybe – um, you think that maybe the the speech or something like that like lifts them up? <laughs> that speech. I mean, because all the you know Durant highlighted all the teammates, but I, I, you'd like to think that maybe that has an impact. But who
1: knows? You don't know, but I do know you'll see a you'll see a much better performance out of the Thunder coming up. They got it. They got embarrassed on their home court, and Oklahoma City is not a team that is going to get embarrassed very often, especially at home. I expect the series to go six, maybe even seven, but. Give me the Clippers all the way.
0: It's going down. I'm yelling Clippers. That's, that's, that's my that's my take. That's my hot all right, take. If we're,
1: to, if we're being completely honest, the Heat are look like they are winning this championship regardless yes. of who they play. Indiana
0: but, in seven, though. Indiana in seven over Washington. Give me Washington in six. Give me the Pacers. I think Andrew Bynum was the cause of all the problems. All of the Bynums. Uh, we're causing the problems. Maybe that's maybe that was it, man. Maybe you just need to come on. Yeah, sure,
1: and bringing in Evan Turner was all the problems. Maybe too. You just need
0: to have a Lance fight. These a aren't
1: times there. There are not small answers for big problems. That's a life. That's a life fact for you. <laughs> so <laughs> get that out of here. Evan
0: Turner is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're laughing at Evan Turner. I think it's time to leave. Bye.